Hello and welcome to Something in the Stars Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today I will be interviewing my friend, Sako Tumi, to discuss the six tenets of chaos magic. Please sit back and enjoy. Hey. Hey. You ready to dive into some chaos witchery? I am absolutely <laughs> ready to dive into some chaos witchery. So, Sakatumi, also known as the Witch of Tilwith Teg, was Wiccan for a decade. She has since converted and has been a chaos witch for the past six years. She is a third generation Buddhist, and much of that practice is woven into her craft. She has a YouTube channel where she reads craft books and discusses the topics therein. And what is the name of your your YouTube channel again? Witch of Tilwith Teg. Okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to do this. So six tenants of chaos magic. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So uh, to run over them like real super fast is... Number one, the lack of dogma. Number two, to learn through practice. Number three, to uh, technical excellence. Number four, which is deconditioning. Number five, which is diverse approaches. And then number six is the elusive gnosis. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like to go through and actually parse those things apart. And uh, we'll talk about how... They are actually applicable to life. I've got my Phil Hine condensed chaos magic book right here. <laughs> yeah. But yes, first up is lack of dogma. So take it away. Don't let any one religion blind you from your truth. I'm not going to lie. There's a little bit of leftover dogma from Gardnerian and Christian stuff in chaos magic, but I myself follow this particular rule to the T and I don't subscribe to organized religion. I live by Buddhist tenets for sure, but that's about where it stops. The moral Mm -hmm. of the story is that your witchcraft shouldn't carry the baggage of any previous thought processes. So be Mm -hmm. experimental, work with deities and spirits from all dogmas, but don't claim any one of them as exclusive. Mm -hmm. So essentially, essentially find what works. Find what works. Um, And this is how we find what works is we learn through practice. Uh, Personal experience, experience, Let me try that again. Personal experience is paramount in chaos magic, much like sex or art. You can read about it all day, but all the books in the world are not a substitute for actual experience. If you read the text of any religion and something in it does not resonate with you, then feel free to exclude it. It's important to cherry pick out the things that do resonate with you and work for you. Paradigms are forged through practice, and with practice, you'll learn what model is appropriate when. I had a dear friend who was being haunted by a presence that was visiting her at night, and I could have made a shield around the home, but I did a whole ritual with pomp and circumstance and cleansing and everything like that, and left the Catholic client feeling like the spirits had been called in to aid in their problem. So... Also, I read somewhere that you should pay a witch in smokes and booze, and I subscribe to that newsletter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> pay a witch in smokes and booze. <laughs> Third is technical excellence. 
nothing mm-hmm. is true. Everything is permitted is like a mantra in chaos magic. So be objective mm-hmm. about the subjective. Be scientific about your practice and record your experiences. I use a book of mirrors to A, find my intention, B, plan the execution, and C, record the benefits or fallout from said execution. Um, A Book of Mirrors is like a grimoire and a Book of Shadows combined. Um, All the Mm -hmm. information regarding a craft that you are interested in or that works for you go in this book. Um, It can be digital if that works for you. Google Drive and Pinterest are boss for this sort of thing. Uh, However, Mm -hmm. I find something meditative about handwriting magical findings with a pen and paper method. Yeah. So too long didn't read. You know, um, come at your craft with a scientific mind and you will find what works for you and what doesn't all the faster. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like looking at look at also looking for those synchronicities and recording that because even like the the smallest of thing can like it can have something to it. Oh, absolutely. Especially if there's a pattern that you find mm-hmm. and then um you can change the pattern and that is the joy of chaos magic is finding new and newer models to Mm -hmm. change the pattern on how things are are going yeah and it keeps it interesting it does (laughs) it does keep it interesting four is deconditioning so the clearest example i can give is the fanatic If you go from fanatic Christianity to, say, chaos magic or SCI Buddhism, and you don't shed the Christian fanatic baggage, you're going to carry that baggage over to the new paradigm, and that does not work for neither Buddhism nor chaos magic. Deconditioning Mm -hmm. is the breaking down of preconceived notions. As previously said, nothing is true means everything. everyone thinks that they've got it figured out, so truth is irrelevant. Now... Not everything will resonate with you. That said, my Buddhism acts as a framework to let in free thought and the ability to work in other religions' wheeled houses. I picked apart what about Buddhism worked for me and what about it didn't, and I lived my life by those concepts. Uh, I believe in working for what I want, not just blindly praying for it. If you are doing such a tactic to add to your craft, you're doing it wrong and you are tapping into the secret more than you are tapping into molding your own reality. Mm-hmm. If you look at Baphomet, right, mm-hmm. um, a great deity for dichotomy, you will notice on the inside of their wrists is the Latin for break yourself down on one arm and build yourself back up on the other. Mm-hmm. Magic, mm-hmm. cur- chaos magic encourages you to do both, to break yourself down and to build yourself back up as the person you've always wanted to be. Diverse approaches. One last time. If nothing is true, then no one religion has all the answers. Many monotheistic religions have our, an our way or the highway mentality, which doesn't work for me, which also doesn't work for chaos magic. If some of you witchy sort are unsure of the differences of chaos magic and some witchy religions such as wicca there are those that believe in formal ritual and that worked for one guy therefore that's the way it works for everyone 
if it doesn't work for you, then you're the one that's wrong and something terrible will happen. Well, chaos believes that in order to find out what works and what doesn't, which is subjective, you have mm-hmm. to not only experience, you have to not only experiment, but experience. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's one of the things that I love about chaos magic is that, you know, like in other traditions, you know, they talk about will and all of that. But really with chaos magic, like to me, it's the real deal because you are allowed you are allowed to experiment and experience. It's not like, well, here's the recipe right. for the thing we're trying to do. You have to find your own recipe. I love thinking of it. I love thinking of it in terms of recipes, right? Like <laughs> chaos magic is kind of like that shoebox that's full of cards and clippings that you've been getting from magazines for the past 20 years or like torn pages from recipe books and and stuff like that all shoved into this like shoebox and mm-hmm. like the next of kin gets to like kind of parse through them and find all the gems right yeah so <laughs> like that's that's chaos magic in a nutshell it really is yeah i personally work with several hindu gods and goddesses that are happy to work with me since i pay proper homage a dance some fire some smoke some flowers some light sometimes even money can make them super happy and they've been there for me in times that normal people simply haven't i'm by no means hindu but i can respect aspects of the religion Mm-hmm. Well, and again, that goes back to finding what works for you. And then, as you said, pay proper homage to it. Because you don't want to be pissing anybody off either. <laughs> right. Like cultural appropriation often comes up quite a bit mm-hmm. when it comes to dealing with other religions, um, but not taking on the dogma. Mm hmm. Yeah. So paying proper respect to Mm -hmm. these religions, paying proper homage to these old gods, I think is integral to to not stepping on any toes. Yeah, most definitely. Now, this last point, number six, uh, is gnosis. So... Mm -hmm. I could t- I could go on forever about this topic. I really could. But I'm going to try <laughs> and like keep it concise. Um, here's the kicker. Gnosis is the altered state of consciousness that you should be in when you practice. Trance, hypnosis, excitement, that space between wake and sleep, which, you know, mm-hmm. science calls hypnagogia. They are all parts of gnosis. You know that state of relaxed, attentive confidence when you're doodling in the margins of your notes during a boring lecture. Yep. (laughs) Um, That state of mind is super powerful. So even those that didn't practice the craft have made use of it. Ernest Hemingway, Albert Einstein, and Ben Franklin are all rumored to have gotten their ideas from hypnagogia. It is a state of mind under which you can hedge ride, you can do astral projection. Uh, This state of mind is also easier done by those who have experienced a near-death experience. 
uh, in fact, orgasm is often called the little death, which is supposedly the same state of mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like one of the things in chaos magic, like you, you know, like you raise your energy through orgasm and then like, you know, you fire the sigil or whatever at that point, you know. Right, right, exactly. Uh, I am both very fortunate and misfortunate that I can slip into gnosis at the drop of a hat due to being a fortune baby or a child that was born into Buddhist practice. On the flip mm-hmm. side, I can dissociate at very inopportune moments, but I'm working pretty hard on that. So you sent out this thing from 1981 that sinks both your right brain and your left brain. This is a very easy way of reaching gnosis. Oh, you're talking about the gateway experience. The gateway process, exactly. Yeah. This There's this YouTuber named Skeed, uh, S-K-E-E-D, who does drones and frequencies that do the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Witchcraft ritual music, quote unquote, which lays you down gently into gnosis and kind of keeps you there as long as you want. Um, I personally have to set a timer for 20 minutes because any longer than that, and it knocks me out for weeks. Yep. I've created my own private Idaho uh, magically in my brain, and I've created a ritual space within this private Idaho. Since much of witchcraft revolves around self-care, I've implemented bath rituals into my practice. So I set up a ritual bath with flowers or crystals or bath bombs or whatever, surrounded by candles, set up something to hydrate for after, listen to some skied, uh, set up a 20-minute timer, and I do my ritual work in what Phil Hine calls the astral temple. Mm-hmm. Then, then when the timer goes off, I'm already in the bath with something to hydrate with. I might have something delicious to nom on and then i'll probably take a three-hour nap to recover it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of energy to do things that way but it's effective for me that it it's so effective for me that it's hard to ignore Mm -hmm. and the more you try this the more control you can have over your out-of-body experiences and your dreams Um, Mm -hmm. each of those things have worlds open to you in different ways Hmm. Well, what I find really interesting about chaos magic is that it has a tendency to take the mystery out of like, I guess what you would call more traditional or secret societies. You know, does that make sense? Like, Absolutely. Especially when it comes to secret societies, it makes them not so secret anymore. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's one of the things I really enjoy about, you know, Phil Hine and even like um, people like Matt Aron, Peter Carroll. And uh, yeah, where it's just kind of like, this is for everyone. (laughs) Like everyone has this ability. Like, you know, I, I mean, I really look at like the secret society stuff is like classist and let's face it racist (laughs) so so yeah I really like how this it takes all of that out and 
And to me with like removing, like removing the dogma and removing the conditioning, it's also like taking away hierarchies and it's taking away shame as well around it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, I think uh, our group, our little group with on, uh, Madame Ansa and uh, we have like a, a local study group, right? And yeah. um, which is how um, Kelly and I met. But so chaos magic up to that point was being particularly brotastic. Like if you were a woman or a trans person, like we weren't capable of having the kind of power that that men were capable of having or whatever. And I brought this up to a friend of mine who happened to be one of the old guard of chaos magic mm-hmm. from the early 90s and he did a mass culling of the facebook group and mm-hmm. and so now that you know, everybody they're trying to be inclusive now they're they're trying to like reopen the doors to chaos magic and make it for uh, available for everyone to try now obviously um like alistair crowley's life was uh, particularly worth noting in that he applied chaos magic to his life to such a degree that like a lot of his students couldn't follow. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I wouldn't say chaos magic is for everyone, but um, I, I would like to think that if taken at the right pace for that person, Mm-hmm. It is for it is for everyone, just like everyone is capable of becoming the Buddha, right? We're all yeah. Bodhisattvas of the earth, right? We we all have the capacity to, you know, be better. And um, I'm finding a lot of congruencies between chaos magic and Buddhism. And um, I'm bringing chaos magic into my Buddhist talks, and I'm bringing Buddhism into my chaos magic talks, and both mm-hmm. like really agree to what each other have to say, which is super yeah. fun. I'm finding you had mentioned the the gateway experience. I'm finding a lot of similarities between the gateway experience and chaos magic. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. It, it's it's like quintessential chaos magic, and. Uh, it's really tapping into, I'm on, I'm on like 1.7, 1.8, something like that. Um, oh, really? You're, you're further than I am. <laughs> the last couple, I haven't memorized the, um, the, I am more than just my physical body, like the affirmation, the affirmation. Um, yeah. I, haven't memorized that but i have been moving on and i'm trying when they give you like 10 or 15 minutes to do all the stuff that you need to do like Mm -hmm. i've been falling asleep (laughs) yeah that happened to me i fell asleep during one of them and then i heard him say 10 and i was like oh I'm good until I, I'm basically asleep until I hear the from for the next video. So um, if I could, if I were more susceptible to hypnosis, then mm-hmm. I, I suppose 
I suppose the 10 would have probably snapped me out of it. Yeah, it's been interesting for me because I do have such a hard time switching my brain off that having going into hemisync is actually it's it's actually helping me like I've been doing I've been doing them about twice a day for the last week and I've stayed within the wow. first three I've been I've stayed within the first three exercises and um yeah but it, with this experience I actually started to understand chaos magic more because I, it's helping me to understand gnosis and the frame of mind that I need to be in. Because you're right. Like, the conversation of gnosis, seriously, we could sit here for three hours and just, like, exchange, like, what that means. I tried, to, I tried to cram it in as concise a speech as I possibly could. But uh, honestly, like, I could go on forever. You know, yeah. um, trying to explain, trying to sync both your left brain and your right brain at the same time. And then mm. you really start unboxing and you really start uh, seeing visions and experiencing ideas and concepts that you wouldn't normally experience yeah. in your waking yeah your waking time and I'm not saying that you're asleep when you're in gnosis that's that's not the same thing but it, it's it's just a frame of mind that is between like the veil and reality yeah, it's it's liminal space it's definitely liminal space I mean to me I experience it as like waking dreams like that sort of thing. Absolutely. That's how that's how I experience it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to to be in to be in that state. Yeah. I mean, it you know, and I and I believe it's in um, condensed chaos where I think like one of the first exercises is like meditating with a candle for like five minutes. And it's like, and if you can't, if you can't meditate in front of a candle for five minutes, then what, how are you going to make it to 20 minutes? How are you going to make exactly. it long enough to slip under so that you can actually benefit from being in gnosis? Now, be, for me, because I do so much while I'm in gnosis, like recovery mm -hmm. time, I, I actually have yeah. to be aware of how much time I'm spending in gnosis. I, I can't, I can't do it for two hours. I can't, but time yeah. in gnosis works differently. It's, it's kind of yep. like dream time, <laughs> you know, so you can accomplish so much like in, in 20 minutes time. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And you can get, you can get so much done in five minutes of, chanting or five minutes of staring into a candle or five you know whatever you're doing to focus yeah. to, to kind of like lose focus but you're mm -hmm. still zeroed in like it's it's really hard to explain yeah or the counting backwards from a hundred like trying to see how many times you can do that um mm -hmm. Another thing that I do, especially because I have squirrely brain, is like moving meditations. I spin poi and do martial arts, which mm -hmm. which is very easy to enter that what what martial artists yep. call that Zen 
moment Mm -hmm. where like everything is engaged and Mm -hmm. you're you've got this relaxed confidence that Mm -hmm. like you're super attentive and you're super organized and super prepared for anything that comes and um i think that's integral to chaos magic for sure Mm -hmm. i also think I, i really do love the um Nothing is true and everything is permitted because our truth changes all the time. All the time. Which, you we, know? which is why recording our stuff scientifically is so important yep. because your views are going to change. Your, your met- choices of methods are going to change. And you're, if you're, unless you're recording that stuff, you're not going to notice that you are growing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been like the beauty of the chaos magic group that we have online is that it's just kind of like, oh, I never thought to do that. That's a really good idea. <laughs> and you we're know, we're learning like, so I've much so- from each other. Yeah. Like, and I've tried some stuff where I'm just kind of like, yeah, I like there are things that like I just keep doing. Like, I think it was you who brought it might have been you. But if not, I'm sorry to the person who came up with this. But the whole like writing of sigils on the body. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was, I was doing like Yeah, I started doing that, but I started doing them with um washable marker, so when they started to wear off or like when I took a shower or whatever, they would charge. But for mm-hmm. a while, especially like when I was not working at home, I was like working out in the real world, I would put grounding sigils on my feet. <laughs> which is great that's a great practice yeah so like through the process of just simply wearing my shoes and socks and walking around like it was just getting rubbed off throughout the day so I was just getting further and further and further grounded throughout the day which is wonderful and mm-hmm. I've seen people who draw sigils on the bottoms of their shoes especially yes. if, especially for like special events or special days Mm -hmm. um which is a really fascinating practice and uh i definitely want to implement that yeah so i mean gnosis aside i really love that there is just like a a breadth of things you can try and it's all okay it's all permitted it's all there should never be anyone being like you're doing it wrong (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right there is no doing it wrong um mm-hmm. and yet the like the paying of homage the mm-hmm. um certain ways to uh execute spells certain ways to they, we just want you to be as efficient as possible it's, yeah you might be you might be taking the long route um or you might mm-hmm. be inviting, for instance, uh, I came to the conclusion that I was under psychic attack when I was a teenager. And mm-hmm. I did all these protection spells and like all my jewelry or protection jewelry. And I draw sigils all over myself and everything like that, which is great, except... 
any radiation that I have going on with myself is trapped inside. So I wasn't yeah. vanishing before I was protecting. I wasn't cleansing first. So like... So, you, so it was all trapped. <laughs> so it was all trapped. So I was tortured for how long? Because I mm-hmm. didn't know the most efficient way to go about it. Now that I'm older and I'm wiser and I'm a chaos magician, so I, I have more of a scientific mind regarding my, my magical mm-hmm. workings than I ever did when I was, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's be creative, but be careful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best advice I can give to someone who's like wanting to play with stuff. It's like, you know, be creative, but be careful. Like when you're going out on astral, you know, like if you're going to, through the world tree paradigm or anything like that, you know, you're going to the upper realms or you're going to the middle realm um, or you're going to the underworld, God forbid. Um, that that spirit who is claiming to be your grandmother might not be your grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like <laughs> you gotta you gotta armor up you gotta gotta go armed <laughs> mm-hmm. it is not not everywhere is a great neighborhood when it comes to astral projection yeah yeah i haven't ventured into that yet we'll we'll see <laughs> well you're like protected all the time every day anyway right I mean, I do my things like, I mean, I pretty much will have that on the daily where I basically every day I start out with basically casting a circle and, you know, pulling, pulling in like grounding protective energy. And then I usually do some type of moving meditation to go with it. Like that's just like my everyday start out. Um, right. So, exactly. yeah, that's just a part of it. like, you know, people are like, I brush my teeth, you know, three times a day. It's like, well, yeah, I do, too. But I also do this other thing. <laughs> that's just a part of my morning routine. Which is going to be great because um, I often won't do that stuff until I'm ready to go out and about. You know, it's kind of like yeah. I don't wear makeup at home a lot of times, but, yeah. uh, you know, I'll put on makeup if I'm going to go out and about in into the world. Um, mm-hmm. Makeup is my armor when it comes mm-hmm. to, re- you know, <laughs> consensual reality. But yeah, as far as like astral projection, like I'm breaking out the weapons and I'm putting <laughs> on the armor and, you know, mm-hmm. everything like that. Yeah. So I admire those who just like do that all the time anyway. Yeah, it it became a regular practice of mine when I had after I had my first Reiki attunement. And so I've just been I mean, so that it's been years now. That's been since 2015. So, yeah, it's just something I do on the daily i mean there yeah there's a few days here and there i miss but for the most part yeah it's just a thing i do you know cool so well 
I want to, I, you do a lot of stuff online, so I definitely want to showcase that, especially these days with this platform, you know, I want to lift up as many voices as I can. So can you tell everyone where they can find you and anything you've got going on? Uh, so here's the thing. Since last we talked, um, my mom came down with B-cell lymphoma. Now, um, she's got nine weeks of immunotherapy for a thousand bucks a pop after mm. insurance, so which is no small sum. So for the first three Saturdays of March, I am hosting an internet telethon of sorts to help my folks out um, for all the times that they've helped, like they've been there for me in times of crisis. On March 27th, on my YouTube channel, The Witch of Till with Teg, I'll be doing $5 three-card greetings and some milestone fun, uh, which will include a coffee spell and a four elements meditation and all kinds of cool stuff like that. So I'll be live from noon to eight Eastern. So drop, a, drop by and hang out. I'd love to see you. Well, anything else we need to say about chaos magic? Like what's one final piece of advice you would leave for anyone who's just like, I'm curious, I want to know about this. There is a great quote. Let me see if I can find it. Identity is fragile for one, but Robert Anton Wilson, uh, he quotes, specialization is for insects. Um, I completely agree. <laughs> so so mm -hmm. when you join a witchy community, <laughs> there are oftentimes uh, like questions that come up like, oh, what do you specialize in? Like, what kind of magic do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how do mm -hmm. I narrow that down? I just say I'm a chaos. I'm a chaos magician. Yeah. And people in general, especially... Um, you know, the Sylvia Brown, who's another, you know, Scott Cunningham sort of witches that um, mm -hmm. don't know what chaos magic is. I don't yeah. want to have to explain it every time I go into a new community. So it's, it's just like mm -hmm. I don't have a specialization. I dabble in everything. I found out what works for me. <laughs> I do what... Yeah, I do. I do. It works for me. <laughs> you do you, boo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, and I think it's, you know, have have the curi have curiosity and have creativity. Curiosity, creativity, courage. So. And confidence. All those C's. Yes. All the alliteration. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've got everything. As well as much everything as we can have for this subject in 35 minutes. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And all right, everyone, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.